This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. This bar is tended by the founders of the American Association of Whiskey Peeps. The statue-loving historian himself, Trico, brings you the facts one indictment at a time. Foxy Babe staff keeps the boys in line, and of course the color man, Big Dev, and his old Roman mind. So fill your glass with rye and raise it up on high, because this is your shot of history. Welcome back to Shot of History, where the history hits you hard and the shots hit you harder. I'm your co-host, Strike. I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev, and we have guests. Several. Trico. Yeah, I'm, I'm a guest, apparently. <laughs> no, you, you don't belong no, here. You introduced the guests this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, let's see. To my left is Tony and Jeannie. Um, oh, damn, I thought he was going to get an indictment. <laughs> is that why you set it up like that? <laughs> I'm like, why am I introducing our guest? <laughs> I never do this. <laughs> We're just trying to get you to drink more. Yeah. <laughs> Take Everyone advantage of you later. Yeah. yeah Tony yeah. and Jeannie and... <laughs> To your right. And <laughs> Calvin Moore. From I'm, I'm back. <laughs> this keeps happening. This is so great. We keep reeling them back in somehow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But this is a cool one, though, because I, I feel like people listened, and then they liked me. They really liked me. And then they asked to do an episode with me, which is yeah. why I'm back, which is yep. so cool. Yeah. Is, this is a special occasion for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. By Sweet. request. By request. Topic <laughs> by request. It's right. Fun. Sweet. Anyway, it's a little questionable, but yeah. <laughs> the topic or the, re- the, the the topic? Okay. Well, <laughs> why? Yeah, I agree. made a lot of we'll money. <laughs> Wait, Dev, right what, what are you trying to say, Dev? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to say we're going to talk about black exploitation movies. We are, and maybe TV and comics. Yeah, and it's interesting that. Any here's the thing. Any historian can talk about black exploitation films, but the black guy was asked to yeah, come yeah. in and talk about it. So I'm feeling and you're black exploited, black exploited yeah. right now. <laughs> no, well, I am a historian, so that, that, that makes sense. I'm not a black exploitation historian, so I had to do some research on this. Yeah. so it's kind of fascinating. Well, you know, now you know our struggle. Or, I do oh, specifically trichos because yes. I don't do any having research. to do research on stuff I don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the damn time. All the time. <laughs> See, I love research, though. So that's just me. So. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we always start this show well, with, a, with shot. a shot. So here's to a black exploitation. What are we drinking? We are drinking uh, Bullet Rye. All right, Bullet Rye. The the official unofficial drink Salud. of Shot of History. All right, there we go. Cheers. Oh man, it's always so good. <laughs> he never gets tired of it. <laughs> That's why he did the of, shot and uh, had a cup full of it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Speaking of Bullet, I think uh, Trico reached out to Bullet recently yeah. and got some word back that we might be getting some free shit so yes. we can continue Whoa. to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's They're like, awesome. hey, we won't sponsor you, but yeah. hey, keep drinking our shit and here's some free stuff. You know what? Exactly. I, I, Bullet, if you're listening, I I have my own podcast <laughs> as well. And I, I really, really like your stuff. <laughs> if they're off, Offering stuff, right? know, yeah, yeah. If you're offering free stuff, swag, whatever, yeah. I don't care. I'll wear that. <laughs> I need a new shirt, right? Yeah. So, so does Traco. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm up to two shirts now. You're up yeah. to two. Yeah, Wolverine wow. and Caesar. All right. Well, there you so, go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, black exploitation. Let's get this shit started. Let's get this. Let's get it on the. Get it laid down. Let's do this. Well, yeah. uh, first off, I pre- I prefer the term African American exploited. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just it's, no. Uh, so, so black exploitation films are are, are kind of interesting. Um, since. I was born in the late seventies. I was born after the era of. You were on the on the down. down no, side. no, it was done. It was pretty much done. Black oh, yeah, films were pretty yeah, much yeah. done. Yeah. Like, about nineteen seventy four, they were. It, yeah, right, it was right. like they kind early of gone the way the dinosaurs. Gotcha, gotcha. There, there are obviously been some send ups since mm-hmm. then, um, but we'll talk about that towards towards the tail end of of this. But Tony. Uh, Tony, you're the one who requested me to talk about this, and you wanted to talk about this together. True. So Tony and I have, have kind of been doing some research on this together. He did a little bit of research. I did a little research. We came together today, and we're like, hey, what do you want to talk about? Hey, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> and so, um, in, Tony, in, in your research, what did you find out that black exploitation films were? And I can kind of fill in some gaps there. If, if Well, what we were talking about beforehand yeah. on the lobby here, too, yeah. was... Uh, well, a lot of it was to help MGM, right? Yeah. Make yep. a comeback of Shaft and all mm-hmm. that. Yep. And I feel bad that the uh, sweet, sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet Max badass sweet song. Badass yes. song I have never seen. Okay. Which is a problem. And yeah, I, need I, to, I need to fix that. Which, that's the first official entry into Black Exploitation. Yeah. Into Black Exploitation films. Yeah. 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 yeah so, so Black Exploitation is just kind of, um, it was just term that was coined to talk about this sub-ethnic genre yeah. of films. Not not the first exploitation film in, in the genre, because there was more exploitation films. This was just the first geared towards urban urban youth. Um, yes and no. I, I would say that it, it really was the first. Uh, I mean, the, the Sweet Sweetback, I'm getting ahead of myself, but the no. Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song was the first of the black exploitation films, but where, but right. where you had exploitation a black do- films in in general were they were around because if you you know in some of my research because I looked uh-huh. um, it he was did research I did oh, wow. research. what, oh, what yeah the there are there on? were uh, there were exploitation films before that but they were focused more like on the Irish and uh, okay okay and uh, Germans gotcha, gotcha. And understood and I was stuff. like yeah. there was definitely no black exploitation no 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 films no, okay, no. Right. exploitation films in not general. a new concept okay this right. is the first time that we have some actual like focused on black urban yes youth. yes and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the black exploitation films kind of came out of the, I mean, the civil rights movement had happened uh, during during the 60s and into the early 70s, of course. Um, and so you have Martin Luther King, you've got the Freedom Writers, you've got Malcolm X, uh, you've got uh, Coretta, not Coretta Scott King, well, she obviously was part of it as well, um, but uh, Rosa Parks and, and a number of other people, Medgar Evers, who were all part of this civil rights movement. And so a lot of legislation had been pushed through giving African-Americans rights in, in the country that they had not had before mm-hmm. or that they had guaranteed by the by the Constitution, but there were right. laws enacted at the state level that were uh, that got in the way of the Constitution. Right. So 
moving all the way to the Supreme Court. Hey, this is unconstitutional. Yep. So on and so forth. Now, black He's talking have about rights. Jim Crow laws. Yeah, yeah, Jim Crow laws. <laughs> um, so, in case you, didn't yeah, in case know. you didn't know, right? Uh, there will be a whole episode on Jim Crow America at some point, right? No, that will be a really awkward episode. Um, anyhow, I'll get really mad. We'll I'll just, cry a little bit. We'll just um, be like, uh, Calvin's going to talk, and we're all going to leave the room. <laughs> we'll, we'll just let you get it out. Right. You know. So, um, so these films, uh, the, the problem was. Up until this point, up until uh, the late 60s, early 70s, you really had representation of uh, <laughs> black people in films at a, at a very minimal level. And, and the funny thing is we're now in 2016. This is still an ongoing conversation. What is yeah. the portrayal of black people in the media? What is the uh, portrayal of black people in films, movies, right. comics? Do we not have heroes? You know. Do you see us as this, as this way? And so you what, mean like the people crying that Marvel doesn't have enough uh, black representation, and then they come out with the Black Panther poster, and they're like, "Well, Andy Serkis is in this, and Martin Freeman's in this." Yeah. <laughs> why, why is the whole cast black? What's you know? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um, so and, and that's interesting because we'll talk about comics and and Black right, Panther right. is one of those types of characters, uh, Luke Cage and other people like that. Uh, that were an answer to where is black representation in uh, in pop culture, and so with with black exploitation films, you ended up having this cry from from the black populace. You know, we're, we're coming out of this tumultuous time of race relations in the United States, uh, and black people are going, "Hey, what about me? Where is my representation?" Because we have all these films where there is the the cowboy. Right, yep. and the, the the white hero, the action hero, um, these big grand films that uh, that starred predominantly white cast, and if they were black cast members, they were typecast. Uh, Gone with the Wind is a really good example by MGM Studios, yep. right? Um, where you have you know Rhett Butler and Scarlett O'Hara, and it's this larger than life drama on a plantation in the South, and then you've got you know the black characters that are obviously. The script necess- necessitates that they are slaves. Right. right? That, that's right. pretty much it. And so there were very few roles uh, for black people in films or roles that were looked at with respect. We were playing particular typecast roles, and that was it. That was the only representation. Meanwhile, you have this large swath of African Americans in the United States who are going, that doesn't represent me. That particular right. view of black people doesn't represent me at all. That's a, that's a stereotype. Where are people that I can look up to? Where are people that my, my daughter or my son can look up to when I take them to the movies? Where are our heroes? Uh, and so this gave rise to the black exploitation film. And the first, uh, the black, uh, the first black exploitation film was Sweet Sweet, ba- Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Which was kind of an interesting uh, badass, as in B A A D A S S S S S. Yes, a lot of S's. Right? I, I think you left out an S. Yeah. Maybe you left out two or three S's. Um, but this uh, this film was actually directed by Melvin Van Peebles, and that name is probably instantly familiar to black people, but not necessarily as familiar to white people, uh, unless they've seen the film Posse. Uh, which starred Mario Mario Van Peebles. Uh, and that's his son. <laughs> that is and, his son, uh, right. And that's so. how I know who he is because of Right. So you know his son. I had Madonna. a crush on Mario Posse. Van Peebles. Mario yeah. Van Peebles. So people know Mario Van Peebles, but, I yeah. Yeah. but I know, black right? people know both Melvin and Mario Van Peebles. Right. And so um, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song was uh, directed by Melvin uh, Van Peebles, and it was kind of this um, 
this outrageous swan song for him as a, as a director in Hollywood. So he had done some other movies, but not with black actors. So you had black directors in Hollywood already, but you didn't necessarily have films that catered to the urban uh, African-American community. And so it was kind of cool that he came along with this movie. <laughs> and uh, so he'd already, uh, Melvin Van Peebles had kind of directed some cult hits, uh, Story of a Three-Day Pass, Watermelon Man, and a few other films. Uh, and so he had this $500,000 budget that he had gotten. He had, he had a $500,000 budget That's, for— That would have um, been huge back then. Substantial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Uh, so he dipped into his salary from Watermelon Man, and he had a 50000 Wait, whoa, whoa, wait, what? Watermelon Man? Yeah, you Watermelon Man. You just caught that? He yeah. already said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah I'm, I'm, a little, I'm on a time delay. Don't, even, no, don't even get me started on some of the names of, <laughs> yeah, of, of films back in the in the 60s and 70s. They were not necessarily names that would fly at all today. Uh, I, I was, was, it a, was it a white guy just tending over his field of watermelon? I, I don't know what the film was. I didn't see the film myself. But okay. It's actually so, a giant but, watermelon yeah. walking through the it's, city. It's a horror film, yeah. actually. <laughs> also, to me, uh, we'll talk about horror films here in a minute, but also to make the also to make this film to, to bankroll the film, he Melvin Van Peebles uh, took out a fifty thousand dollar loan from Bill Cosby. Yeah, so let's let's <laughs> not go into what uh, what what Bill Cosby is known for today. Yeah, um, yeah. but America's uh, dad. So five hundred thousand dollar budget took out a fifty uh, fifty thousand dollar loan from Bill Cosby at that time, who was growing in prominence as, yep. as a comedian yep. uh, at the time. Obviously, you know he's been embroiled in in the, the rape scandal and and rightly so. Uh, in recent years, but at the time, uh, Bill Cosby was coming up. He gave Melvin Van, Van Peebles fifty thousand uh, dollars for the budget of this film. He had a and, lot of money for this film. Yeah, he did. Uh. And uh, yeah, in that day, fifty thousand, five hundred thousand dollars plus another fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money. And he had nineteen days to shoot the entire film. Oh my wow. god, nineteen wow. days! Nineteen days shooting schedule. That's why he um, needed all the money, make things yeah. happen. Yeah, and but here's the thing: the the film was kind of audacious because you've got the main character in this film that's basically going up against the man. Yeah, and, this is the the establishment. Uh, right. I was going to say this oh, is man. where the man came from. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so uh, yeah, that was basically the character of of the man, and so that didn't uh, that didn't go over too well with the white populace and their commentary, but at the same time, the white populace didn't really go see the movie. I was going to say how many. It's, it's like asking. It's like that? asking any white people who went and saw, saw Soul Plane. <laughs> like very few people saw Soul. Did you see I, I it? I saw one. No, I, you saw Soul Plane. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! I actually went I'm black and I didn't even see Soul Plane. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw I saw Soul Plane and I went to the theater to watch uh, Undercover Brother. That see was now, awesome. yeah. Undercover Brother is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Undercover yeah. Brother, but uh, but. So, Anyway, yeah. uh, Soul Plane, terrible, terrible film. <laughs> it is. Um, it is a terrible so, film. <laughs> so this movie gets a, this huge budget, and it, it goes over very well, and it, it kicks off what is known as the era of black exploitation films. Yep. And it is, you know, it's a series of films that came out that depicted black people in heroic roles, in sexy roles, in main character roles. The cast were predominantly black, and more often than not— Well, they, they weren't always, uh, like— Good people too, because uh, Superfly was right. Right, he was a gangster. Right, and so yeah. that's all, that also kind of gives rise to the uh, the the antihero. Yep, uh, the antihero. Well, it didn't give rise to the antihero in white culture until years later. But right, right. Uh, I would say within the African American community, the African American community looked at uh, certain archetypes within the community, and this still kind of mm-hmm. happens today. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as criminal as. 
other people look at it as criminal right. today. Uh, for instance, I was talking to a lawyer yesterday, and she prosecutes cases that have to do with uh, child rape and child pornography. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, you know, I'd much rather be prosecuting these cases than somebody who doesn't make a lot of money and is just selling drugs on the side to kind of make ends meet. Right, right, right. Like so, so within the African American Or doesn't make a whole lot of money and goes and robs a liquor right, store. Right, and so uh, that, that's small yeah. fish for her. I mean, she doesn't think it's legal, right. uh, and, and it's not, but that did give rise within the African American community for people who kind of were the hustler. The yep. hustler, and so you got the super fly character. Yep. And then you've got... Uh, what was the movie with Denzel Washington years later where um, he was uh, selling drugs in, oh, in uh, Harlem? American Gangster. American Gangster, American, right? right? And, like, I'm watching that movie. And I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, this is sweet. <laughs> His whole family was just like, sell drugs in Harlem? Cool. We'll move from North Carolina up to, to Harlem and do that. You're like, oh, this is awesome. He's making his yeah. way. And then, wait a minute, like, there's a baby on the bed yeah. and the person's passed out with a needle in their arm. Right, like, right, wait a minute, right. this guy's the bad guy. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. This guy's the bad guy in this day and, and I forgot and about Jack that. City later. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but <laughs> that, um, movie, that movie changed my life. It, it, it did. It, <laughs> New it, Jack it, City changed your life. before I make change. <laughs> so, uh, the, the thing is, long before you had the anti-hero in white cinema, mm-hmm. you had the anti-hero in black cinema because the African-American community looked at, and I'm, I'm speaking in sweeping generalizations, because mm. there were enough black people in the neighborhood who were like, we don't like pimps <laughs> in right, our neighborhood well, any right. more than yeah. anybody else the, would. The black exploitation right. film genre gave rise to the coalition against black exploitation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. There were people that were offended about you yeah. know, how African Americans were appearing right. um, on the screen. Yeah, even though, even though they have these movies where it's predominantly black cast, yeah. Yeah. Right. it's yeah. still like, well, you're still portraying us as gangsters and thugs. Yep, and one of the organizations, yep. uh, and I'll talk about that towards the end, but one yep. of the organizations founded by uh, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, was very much against uh, black exploitation and and, uh, and the NAACP was very much against black exploitation yep. films and and really brought it to its uh, brought the genre to its knees and really I guess I'll just say that now because that's really all I was going to say at the end anyway. <laughs> 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 and done. And and done. Hey, you know what? So, uh, this show's over. Spoiler, with. yeah. Spoiler alert: black exploitation films get taken out by a couple of government, not government organizations, but you know, grassroots, yeah, yeah. you know, African American organizations, and with good reason. I mean, um, and kind of getting ahead of myself here, but. The the good side of black exploitation films was that they portrayed African Americans in heroic roles. Whether those roles were, you know, the hero like your Black Samson, um, yep. or or a guy fighting against the man, or a Superfly, right? You know, right. Or right. an American Gangster, yep. you know, years later. Superfly you, soundtrack you, is awesome. Right, I have yeah, it on it, red it's vinyl. Fantastic. It sounds awesome. <laughs> Wait, is, is the vinyl. vinyl actually red? Yeah, it's, it's red. That's clear, so cool. Clear red vinyl. That's so sweet. <laughs> um, but and that's that's another thing about black exploitation films, which I'll talk about, is soundtracks in a little yeah. bit. Amazing. Um, yeah. You've got. Uh, what was I saying? I'm losing my track of my, my, my train of thought. I'm you just, just bounced around a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, the color man's doing his job. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Distracted so, by red vinyl. Let's so, <laughs> uh, so you've got, you know, the uh, the Luke Cage soundtrack's on yellow vinyl. Yes, I, yes, I do know that. So I have it. One of the big things was it, it portrayed black people in, in heroic roles yeah. and in anti-hero roles before anti-hero right. was accepted uh, as a kind of this cultural right. meme. Which was really cool, but one of the they kind of created the archetype of yeah, the anti-hero. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And <clears throat> one of the um, well, I should say outside of literature, because I'm sure the archetype of the antihero oh, was, sure. was established sure. in literature, but not necessarily but not in, in movie. film, yeah. right? Um, but one of the uh, unintended consequences of this, and I was talking about this with with Tony a little bit earlier, was it also reinforced stereotypes 
of black people. Yeah. Like this is this yeah. is who black people are. They are the hustler. They are the pimp. They are, you know, they right. are the criminal who is seen as a hero to the African American community and that's what they all are. And so that kind of gave rise to uh, the NAACP and, and organizations led by Martin Luther King, although he was dead at the time. Um, he had already been assassinated by the time it, it took out these mm-hmm. black exploitation films. But it gave rise to organizations that were working on the grassroots level, nonprofit level, but also were able to kind of traverse the corridors of power. They, I mean, Martin Luther King had meetings with the president, you know, with right. Lyndon Johnson, right? And so you had these people who were working at the grassroots level to get African-Americans rights that were guaranteed by the Constitution. And you had this populace that was going to the movies and they were seeing these views of these caricatures. Yeah, these stereotypes of black people. And so, well, if that's what black people are, then when this thing hits the ballot, why should I vote for them to have this particular? Right. They're all like this, right? Mm-hmm. And this kind of gives rise to what we have in 2016 where you know, right. someone will get shot by the police. It's like, well, well was he a criminal? You know, what was he doing? Like, he was sitting in his car unarmed. Right. <laughs> like, he was, he was, he was fun. And so it, it, it kind of has these um, – I'm t- trying not to make this political at all. I don't um, think it was going to be political. It's right. going to yeah. be political. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's – so you had these groups that are working to change the narrative about uh, who black people are. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you've got Hollywood churning out these movies and they're making a ton of money off of these movies at this point. And we'll talk about the second movie that kind of yeah. led to that. So they're making a ton of money off of these. And these organizations come along and you're like, look, um, this is hurting black people as, as part of this populace working to get rights because mm-hmm. we want to get these things as ballot issues to get voted on. We're trying to get the government to move in a certain way. Some of those members of Congress, some of those you know, people uh, you know, in the Senate and the House of Representatives are going and seeing some of these same movies and then they have these views and they take that and they're not well, willing to fight Strom for Well, Strom Thurmond pretty much had that view anyway. <laughs> True story. But, yeah. but uh, re- regardless, I mean, people, people forget that people who work in government are also still part of the country. Right. And they yeah. still go see movies. They still celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving with their families. Mm-hmm. They still do things that Get paid for it. Right. And so, <laughs> um, nice, actually. But yeah. they're, they're going and seeing these movies and they're representing what black people are. And if mm-hmm. that's what black people are, why should I ever put legislation right, in right. their favor? And so, uh, so you had these organizations that came along and, and basically shut down mm-hmm. uh, this entire genre uh, some years later. And NAACP was a huge part of that. And, and rightly so, because it reinforced negative stereotypes. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, anyway. So, uh, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song was the first official black exploitation. X-rated. So, no X-rated? Yeah, yeah, so it was X-rated. What? Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah so it was an X-rated film. See, when I saw that it was X-rated, so, I was all like, oh, man, there's going to be a lot of sex. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't know anybody who's seen, I don't know anybody who's seen this movie. I have, I've, I've, I've seen it, okay? So I... Uh, it's part of research. I did watch it this week. Uh, <laughs> it's part of research. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, it's rated X. And I'm like, man, this movie would be rated PG-13 if it came out today. Right. Right. There's like one nipple in the whole movie, right? No, no I mean, there's a few more. Saucy. That, but, you know. um, but I mean, if let's just put it this way. If Game of Thrones had come out back then, that would have been you know rated triple X. Right, uh, right. Whereas, sweet, you know, <laughs> I keep wanting to say, sweet, sweet, sweet backs. Sweet baby back ribs. Sweet, sweet backs, badass song. Uh, sweet. Baby Ray's? What? <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, that's, that's the other yeah. thing. Sweet Baby Ray's, because I have some of that in my fridge right now. Good stuff. Uh, if you don't have it, go get some. It's good. Uh, anyhow, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song was uh, was rated X. 
uh, at a time when that was definitely, or no, not definitely, because it was before the MPAA was out. Um, yeah, but, the yeah the the rating system. Yeah, the rating system that we have today. Before, yeah. yeah, so it wasn't as much of a, a death sentence as a rated X right. movie is yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, like, you're not going to be held in any of the nationally. Right. Well, because uh, now it, w- it wouldn't be today. X, it would be uh, NC-17. NC-17, yep. yeah. yeah. And you, you have an NC-17 movie today, you cannot get into um, most theaters. Yeah, most yeah. theaters. Yeah. Right. Uh, so an X movie could be, and a lot of people still went and saw it because it had the X, and mm-hmm. also because it was representing black people. Right, it's right. Like, oh my gosh, so there's this hero. And at, at, the, at the outset, people didn't necessarily care about the the stereotypes, like I, I just see myself on screen, right? Which right. is really, you know, a good thing. When you go um, from not seeing yourself at all to seeing yourself, or it's like or awesome. even in yeah. in a role of slavery, yeah, 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 right. de- you know, a, a, yeah. a role that degrades you. Yeah. And so, okay, this is a this is a hero, even though hey, maybe it's a maybe it's a little degrading, but you know, it's it's still a hero. But then the movie that really kicked this off, the movie that really kicked this off was Shaft. And that's the one, who's the man? Shaft. He's just, he's a bad mother. Hey, you watch your mouth. Yeah, shut your mouth. That's I'm the one that everybody knows. Shaft. Okay, so, so Shaft was the big crossover film uh, after a sweet... Shaft in Africa. Yeah. I've got it. <laughs> yeah. so I actually own that movie. Song. You own it. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's excellent. So they made a remake of this movie years later, which oh, is terrible. Yeah. Don't go see it. But uh, yeah. I did see it too. Yeah, Richard Roundtree was actually <laughs> in the terrible. movie. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible movie. Um, but uh, <laughs> Gordon Park Sr. was the first black director to helm a Hollywood studio uh, film, The Learning Tree. And uh, that, was, uh, that was filmed in 1969. He hired Richard Roundtree to play uh, John Shaft, who was this rugged and successful private gumshoe in the first of the three Shaft films. Mm-hmm. Which I guess we now have four Shaft films, but I don't really count that last one at all. Sam um, Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Was uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Just all right. So, Way better than so, Curie. So the film, yeah. the film cost $1.5 million to make, and it yeah. grossed $12 million. Yeah. So that's a huge amount of money uh, at the time. And it single-handedly saved MGM uh, from financial ruin because finan- uh, MGM had, before this movie come out, had made Gone with the Wind, of course, you know, mm-hmm. where black people are portrayed as slaves, um, had uh, had made uh, Wizard of Oz. And so that was kind of like the heyday of MGM. Yep. But then there was kind of like uh, some tumultuous stuff that happened in the late 50s, early 60s. And so yep. MGM had fallen on hard times. They were actually probably... And this might be an overstatement, but they were probably going to have to shutter the studio. They were doing well, very, Well, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of uh, film studios right around that time were on Kinda hard going times. under, yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they, had, they had released a series of films that were flops. And so, you know, you're, you're losing your, your cost. It's costing money to make these films. You're pouring money into them, and then they're not making the money back. And so yep. that, that's a huge loss. And so Shaft comes out. And this was the film that really, really kicked exploitation films into the stratosphere, uh, and it also single-handedly saved MGM from having to close. And so from, from Shaft, and I'm not going to go on and talk about what Shaft is all about, but uh, from Shaft, you've got all well, these other black films. Kinda, that I mean, the, the, the movie Shaft kind of puts, I mean, it puts Richard Roundtree in, in a position to actually be able to fight the man. Right. Because right. he's, a, he's a detective, cop, yeah. you know, he can actually yeah. make some change. Yeah. Yeah, and this is this is where uh, Hollywood started to see the 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 writing on the wall in terms of, of dollar signs. Oh, okay, yeah. black people actually have money to spend and go to the movies. <laughs> black people have been going to the movies long before that. But hey, let's make some movies that cater just to to black people and see what that does. And so it gave rise to this entire uh, genre of films. And so you had uh, black 
horror films like Blackula that, mm. that yep. came out some years later that is basically the story of Dracula with a black person. Black right? <laughs> and so years later, yeah. I think uh, Eddie Murphy did a, a kind of a remake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Vampire in Brooklyn. Vampire in Brooklyn, oh, yeah, which basically kind of a uh, send up to that. <laughs> uh, Foxy Brown uh, with Pam Greer came out years yep. later. And so now you're portraying not just black men as heroes, black, black women yep. as heroes using uh, not just their wits, but also using their sexiness. Because in the first mm-hmm. black exploitation films, you had black women kind of as playthings in the background and they were sidekicks, sexy sidekicks to the male hero and then Foxy Brown comes along yep. and it's, it's this female, this black female hero, one of the most under, underrepresented, continues to be underrepresented um, Pam Grier uh, had it going on. Segments of women um, in had, our culture. She still does. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Quentin Tarantino years later uh, would hire her to be in a send-up Jackie to Black Exploitation yeah. films. Brown. It's Jackie Brown, which, which is, is my really favorite Tarantino. Fantastic, film. fantastic. Oh, yeah. film. So good. So I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of things came out from that. You also had Dolomite, which you can't you can't talk about Black Exploitation films without talking about Dolomite uh, with Rudy Ray Moore. Um, and <laughs> I, I, that, I feel like that's Tony's favorite movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really the first one I watched. That's what really got me. And that one, that one was kind of more uh, comedy. Yeah. So you, you've got the serious action movie, uh, and then you've got uh, the representation of women right. in serious action movies, and you've got horror movies, and then you've right. got comedies. And so, well, I feel we we missed a point in there where black exploitation movies actually be became mainstream movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this wasn't we were they were originally marketing it towards black people yes. in urban centers. Correct. And then what you know. Everybody general, wanted to go see it. Yeah, the right. general right. movie mm-hmm. public was all like, "Holy shit, these movies!" Right, are it's like awesome. it's like Denzel Washington now. Like everybody yeah. goes and sees Denzel. Right, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm gonna go right. see that movie that he's got coming out. Which one is it? Oh yeah, Fences. Fences. Yeah. Fences. Right, all black he, cast. Right. he won a Tony, Tony award, award for that. that. Yeah, yeah, on stage. Um, but yeah, I mean, so Dolomite comes out as well, and so you've got all these genres now. So you've got the action hero. You've got um, you've got women represented, you've got comedies, you've got horror, and so you've got this whole genre of films uh, that represent black people. And so <laughs> You're not going to mention the Western movie that came out of uh, black exploitation? Which one? Boss, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not yeah, okay, say so that. that was the one that yeah. I wasn't going to say. So, oh, okay, so I am going to say it. Okay, so I'm going to use the N-word here, and I apologize, but the name of the movie was Boss Nigger, and it ended up having, it spawned, it spawned two sequels, which also had the name, and I'm not going to say yeah, the yeah. name of the sequels, because yeah. I'm going to say the name more. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you had that. You had those films come out yeah. as well, and so you had you know, all these different types of genres within a subgenre of movies that catered towards African Americans. And now we've kind of come full circle where that was shut down by those organizations I was talking about now. Yeah. You have a lot more representation of black people. But I feel like we're still kind of having the conversation of where am I represented? Because you'll watch what a special victims unit, whatever, and, right. and, and ice. T, is it Ice Cube? Ice, ice Tea. Ice Tea. Ice tea. Yeah. Like, I got so contact. He's still like the, the street wise. So what, so what you're telling me <laughs> what you is tell he him? gets off of little, little kid, little kids. Like, <laughs> you work for the special victims unit. Why are you surprised? Um, but, but you still kind of have uh, the, the, the problem with the loss of black exploitation films is we kind of have, in a way, in, in my opinion, um, gone a little bit backwards where you do have these caricatures of black people again uh, in films. And, and, and I don't know. 
what the way around that is. Uh, I'd like to be part of the solution, but still trying to come up with those solutions. But that's kind of my my take on on black exploitation films. There's so much more we could have talked about, yeah. but I know we're out of time here. Um, we'll, we'll make but, this a two parter. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, uh, oh, okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, fine. Because we still need to get into comics yeah. and stuff too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just well, telling you to wrap yeah. it up so we can make this a two parter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Instead well, of we're doing like gonna, I did before, gonna, where I just cut it in two. So okay. So when we come back, we'll talk about everybody. Because I got like so much more to talk about. Okay. So when we come back, I guess we'll. Next time, we'll talk about uh, some yeah. of the things uh, within uh, Black Exploitation today, I guess. All right. So it's time to pop out the plug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we always go with our guests first. So uh, who wants to go first? Kelvin or? After you, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I will I will plug uh, two things. Uh, first is uh, my podcast, uh, Leading Questions with Calvin Moore, which uh, records here in the podcast Detroit Studios. And you can hear more like this on Leading Questions. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear more like that. Everybody wants to do a pun on my name, whatever. Yep. No, so uh, Leading Questions with Calvin Moore, where we discuss uh, we discuss hard-hitting issues, uh, hot-button topics. Uh, the most recent issue, uh, re- most recent uh, episode we talked about Women in transition. Before that, we talked about the election of Donald Trump. Kind of give you the. We talked about interracial dating. We've talked about gun control. So a lot of those types of yep. topics are talked about. So uh, leading questions with Calvin Moore on the podcast Detroit Network. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, and then also uh, my my personal business, the thing that brings in money, is Seven Point Two Tours, which is a tour company uh, in the city of Detroit that uh, basically uh, focus on focuses on the history of the city, present developments in the city, and uh, different. Uh, challenges, how we're facing down challenges in the city of Detroit. So, and you uh, do uh, special tours for people like businesses wanting yeah, to come. Yeah, yeah, ninety percent of the tours that I do are for uh, for large businesses. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other ten percent of the tours that I do are front facing public tours. Uh, and which, the tour that we all want to do, the bar tour. The bar tour. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have a bar tour coming I'm up in. pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so we have bar tours once a month during the during the fall and winter months, and then twice a month during the spring and uh, and summer months. But we do walking tours, bus tours, strolling suppers, bar tours, uh, African American history tours, Jewish history tours, uh, Hispanic history tours. You name it, we're we're trying to do it and, and showcase Detroit and, wow. and kind of reframe what Detroit is all about in people's minds. So awesome. that's me. Well, uh, on the opposite end of podcast spectrum, <laughs> you have Salty Language, where we spend two hours talking about comic books, wrestling, and dick jokes. <laughs> so tune in, SaltyLanguage.com, if you want to hear some of that stuff. Jeannie? I have nothing. <laughs> you can follow her on Untapped. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Untapped. Well, you are you are like a professional podcast guest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you need me to come be on your podcast, give me, you know. That's kind of what you do. <laughs> All right. I'm give me a con- message I'm going to get, get your, uh, your contact information later on. All right. Oh, <laughs> All right. So why don't you give your Untapped oh, name? Oh, it's T-J-L-H-I-G-H. And you use that for Twitter. And, yeah. yeah. Twitter and everything. Yeah. yeah, I never realized that TJL is my initials. Oh, you well, never so realized your own initials. <laughs> yeah. just wow. now. Well, you know what? I, I didn't realize Mine this, but TJL is my initials. <laughs> my first name starts with T. <laughs> my middle name starts with J. Wait, what about that last Wait, name? Wait, hold on. what is your middle name? <laughs> Say it. Jebediah. It's John. Oh. John? Oh. Yeah. I thought it was going to be I know, thought of, way more yeah, cool. This middle name so brought weird. to you by white people. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, TJL, hi. It's Tony Jeannie Logan. Oh, cool. I was trying to not be my name, so I just picked the initials the of the family. people in my family. So, yeah. 
I'm, I'm just as, as exciting as you. My initials are JKLH. Well, so and, just and the JISC was already taken. Yeah, I can't. Uh, He's a legend among men. That's my brother. He's Josh Lisk. He goes by JISC. Sweet. He got married to Rose and wanted her to go by Risk. And she's the Risk. JISC and the Risk. JISC and the Risk. And you can hear more about the JISC and the Risk <laughs> on Salty Language. Indeed. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, who did we go Just with? Just the main people. <laughs> yeah. Who did we go with uh, last time? I think I went first last time. All right. So, so uh, yeah. Steph. Um, listen to my other podcast on the Podcast Detroit Network, The Way Station, with myself and Megan. And go to my website, stephaniemenard.com, to check out what I'm writing and where I'm going to be at and all that fun stuff. That's it. Uh, all right. Well, I will plug uh, Hot Butter Podcast. I don't think I've ever plugged them on here. Hot uh, Butter? Hot Butter hot Podcast. Butter. Is it about movies? Because it sounds like... No. no. I was thinking maybe popcorn, but... No, no. Oh, God. You can I went to popcorn. popcorn. Listen to it. So, yeah. you know. yeah. See, I went, I went yeah. somewhere about... Like a, you went better. I went yeah. I went to the gutter. I went to yeah. like... Yeah, I was, I was it's, thinking... It's, it's, it's actually in, in it's, the gutter. Oh, <laughs> oh I was right. The one time I don't go to the gutter is when I, you know... Uh, oh. hot, butter, hot Butter Podcast... Uh, they're actually uh, two Michigan natives. One's living currently in Florida, and one's uh, in Clarkston, Michigan, I believe. Um, but uh, they do a podcast, uh, basically talking about their lives day to day. It's a great show. Uh, they actually do occasionally a live show on Mixler. So if you want to tune in and get I don't all remember the Mixler, I used that <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> yeah, if you want to tune in and hear the stuff that that doesn't make the show. Listen to the Mixler live, <laughs> um, and uh, Class of Ages. That's uh, we're yes. we're going to be there. We're going to have a table. We're going. There's going to be live steel competitions, which I mm. hope live steel. Which live I hope steel. means really John sexy, Henry Irons <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. cos- cosplayers actually facing off. Check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> like, check. What is live steel? <laughs> it it just says live steel competition. So. First yeah. place I went was John Henry Irons cosplay. <laughs> hmm. Steel. Yeah. The place Superman when he died. I, I know. Yeah. Okay, I just okay, make sure. No. Right. I was just, in my head, I was going straight to like on like I've got a I'm, sword. Wasn't he like one of the you? one of the yeah. four Supermen that? Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, 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 he was Cyborg, Superman. Superman. Cyborg, Cyborg, Superboy, yeah. Steel, and Eradicator. then Eradicator. Yeah, yeah, Eradicator, yeah, which claimed to be the actual Superman, but, but brought he Superman wasn't. back from the yeah. yeah so yeah, right, gotcha. Weird. So, yeah. It was kind of like a yeah. And then yeah, we got yeah. actually uh, mullet Superman. Yeah, yeah, mullet Superman back. Which we then we got red and blue later on, right? Justice League, maybe. Yeah, red and blue Superman later on. Yeah. Anyway, nothing to do with history. Terrible. <laughs> Although I could do an entire episode on the history of yeah. Superman. Yeah. I could do that. <laughs> well, if, if you like, uh, really guys, are interested in buying the Reign of the Superman comic series. I'm not. Don't buy it at Koi's. <laughs> go to Koi's Comics. <laughs> no. <laughs> because fuck Steve. And fuck he Steve. has probably 30 copies of each title in that series. Okay. <laughs> wow. What an investment. Why? <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. Now, if you had like 30 copies of The Death of Superman, I'd be like, okay, game yeah. on. Yeah. Well, on. when Snake Oil Comics originally started, we found all the copies of The Reign of the Superman and plastered it on every wall in the shop. <laughs> and he has a 2,000 square foot shop. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, yeah. a lot of, that's a lot of comics being used. Yeah. So just just think about that. How many titles were in the reign of the Superman 
not a whole lot. <laughs> that was truly the reign of the yeah, Superman yeah. that day. I think he had maybe two unbagged copies of the actual return of Superman or death death and return of Superman. Are we still recording? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so and this short, is where it went off the rails. Right? <laughs> so in short, <laughs> fuck Steve. Fuck Steve. Yeah. And uh, Trico. Uh, Let's see. Um, yeah, check us out at Clash of Ages. Like Devin was saying, we're going to be there for like three days. We're going to do some Jeopardy games. We're going to do a panel. At the end of January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of January. Well, we'll be there yeah. two days for sure. The third day, we may physically be there. Yeah. Mentally, probably not. Yeah, we'll probably be pretty far gone by <laughs> Live steal. Yeah, yeah. live <laughs> steal. Uh, so, yeah, check us out there. Um, check out our sponsors. Uh, if you want to listen to some books with your listening eyes, hashtag listening eyes. <laughs> um, go on to audible.com. Well, go on our website, click on the audible thing. Think after um, Thanksgiving, it was your mouth eyes. <laughs> your mouth eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt dirty writing that. <laughs> mouth eyes. So, yeah, go on there, download some books. It'll be really sweet. Um, use, uh, you know, use the links and everything on our website. Uh, do the same thing with uh, with Drive Through Comics, uh, Drive Through RPG, and Drive Through Fiction. Um, use the links on our website. Go there, get some sweet comics, some sweet fiction, or some sweet RPGs. Um, And while you're doing your Christmas shopping, go to historytees.net and get a history tee. And use promo code. Yeah. (laughs) And promo code. There's 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 another site that you can go to where people do most of their Christmas shopping. Oh, (laughs) yeah. There's this other site you might have heard of. Uh, It's called Amazon. (laughs) I heard they have some shit on there for sale. Buy buy half your shit from the link on our website, and then go to saltylanguage.com. Buy the other half. Buy the other half. half Amazon link. There we go. Sweet. So we all get money. Yeah, we all make that money. (laughs) We can all wet our beaks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Among other things. Yeah. Who says that? I, Tony does. It's, it's nice to meet you, Tony. I've never heard anybody say that ever. It's amazing. It come out of his mouth. So you have his mouth eyes. Say after you. Uh, Actually, I think it's his listening eyes. His listening <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Um, oh, so yeah. After you buy stuff on Amazon, go to history D's or history Take your shot. Well, you know what? You, you, get a, you get an extra one before yeah. the next show. Cool, sweet, sweet. Um, so yeah, go on there. Use promo code SOH sixteen. Get a sweet history tea. They have everything on there. Any historical figure you can think of. There's a history tea on there for them. Wear the history tea out. You know, holidays are coming up. You're gonna want to go to the bar because you don't want to stay at home with the family. So when you're out at the bar, you can at least wear like a sweet history tea. My dream is to one day be up to three t-shirts, and the next <laughs> one I buy will be from historytees.net. Three three tees besides the one you wear to work. Yeah, besides my work tee. <laughs> That one doesn't count. Yeah, it's just a white tee I wear underneath the shirts. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go on to there. Uh, check out uh, We Need to Talk podcast uh, starring Meter and Pippin. Really awesome show. If, you, if you're looking for them, I don't know the address for them. Um, <laughs> They're out there somewhere. Yeah. I don't know their home address either. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, just look for some icons of uh, two heads with that are like microphones. Yep. Um, so yeah, you'll find them there. And Pippin did our uh, theme music. Yes. He did our theme music. Uh, if you ever need an awesome theme music for your 
um, for your podcast. Or just like um, for everyday life. just in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want it on my music. phone so I can just you play walk it when I walk through a room. <laughs> here, this is my announcement that I'm here. You can put it through the through the PA system when you walk into somewhere. The first lady of space violence has entered the room. Exactly. Everyone needs to know this. Every time I walk in, it's who's the man? Shut your mouth. Just talking about the chat. So yeah, uh, look up Pippin. It's uh, Nate Pippin. He's on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Pippin or... Not um, related to Scotty Pippin. Not related to Scotty Pippin, though. But yeah. No. Well, then why would I even contact him? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to th- use him to get yeah. to Scotty. <laughs> I need theme music and I need to talk to Scotty. <laughs> but really, it's about Scotty. So it's, you can take your time on the, on the theme music, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, go on all that stuff and do all those things. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think that, that that's it. We did that's, it. That's it. That's, that's a show. <laughs> Sweet. Beauty. So until next time. Welcome back to Shot of History, where the history hits you hard and the shots hit you harder. I'm Trike. I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev, and we have guests. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> now, Trico, you can tee hee. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, introduce our guests, Trico. Yeah, we have uh, Tony and Jeannie from Salty Language Podcast. And hi, and <laughs> he forgot his own Jeez. name on the last show. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I'm a man, Kevin Moore. Hey, seven point two toys. Why are you rubbing my back? That's always the weird good. part of this. When he, when he introduces me, he like he doesn't just do the touch my shoulder. He does the rub down my back. Thing. It's the voice. They just really yeah. like him. It's, it's yeah. the voice. Yeah. It's the voice. It's the voice. It is. I, I hear that people like my voice. I've heard go. that. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna get kicked off the show, and he's gonna take my place. I'm not gonna take your place. But wouldn't that be ironic? Like a black man taking a white woman's place. That would be like, Jesus, you can't get ahead at all. Right. Wow. He was a man. Like, man. He was black. I don't know what to feel right now. <sighs> so. Today we are continuing our conversation from we, last week. We are continuing black exploitation. Yeah, continue media. to black exploit me. That's great. Yeah. Just continue doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have to start the show. Huh? With our shot. What are we drinking? Yep. What are we drinking? we are drinking Bullet Rye. What? Not their 100% rye because they haven't come out with it yet. That would be awesome if they sent us some. <laughs> I'll be on this podcast Cheers. every yeah, time. Shout out to mm-hmm. Bullet. And this is why we sound super drunk. After, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's well, why. Well, you know, you know when the fourth, when the fourth recorded show is because that's when we're the drunkest. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting <laughs> to like think I'm getting hammered. A, a lot of You're people right? like those episodes the best. Well, yeah, it's really funny because I'm like, we didn't really talk about it. <laughs> you just, just giggle a lot. So, yeah. So, okay. Dicks. So th- mm-hmm. this is great because I came on this show before. I mean, I, I had heard of the show uh, Drunk History. Right? Yeah. 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 I had heard of it, um, but I came on this show and was on this show before. I ever saw an episode of it. Oh, and, nice. And then I watched the episode of it. I'm like, oh, yes. I, yeah. like, I get it. We yeah. need to get shot of history to that. Yeah. I need to be here for that particular episode. So I can get it. It's funny as hell when people are drunk trying to recall historical facts. Have you yeah. watched the Billy Bob Thornton special? I have only watched the very first episode. Oh, no, I've second, never the second two episodes. The first uh, two episodes. I've it's just good. seen the commercial that they do during Shot of History, but I've never seen the Shot of History? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. Drunk, drunk history. history, right? Yeah, where they're like, because they were advertising bad. Santa. Yeah, yeah. That's all I've ever seen. Is an actual like an entire episode it's, of Billy Bob It's Thorne? good because of what it is. Okay. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. 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 
being terrible, right? Because yeah. that's what he does. Yeah, okay. exactly. Mm-hmm. I just want to like make sure that you guys are on the, the same page. This is oh, so you, guys, <laughs> you guys all want to come on one of my bar tours at some point. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And, and I feel like we're doing the it The funny now. thing is I always tell people like, hey, you know, after the first bar, people are like, yeah, tell us about Detroit. And so I'll give them facts because we walk from place to place. I give them history. And by the time we get to the 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 end of the second bar, we're heading off to the third bar. People don't, people don't care anymore, one. <laughs> right. I'm glad they don't because yeah. I've tried to do that, and I'm drinking too on this bar tour, right? And I'm like, so... What? <laughs> some, somebody Something. designed well, this. This is a really... The, yeah. What you should remember when you're There's telling a, the people, building, some shit happens. Yeah. It's at there. One point. The, it's there. The important know. thing that you should tell people when they're on the bar tour is that American Coney does not serve breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. It does not <laughs> serve breakfast. Not unless you want chili dogs for yeah. breakfast. <laughs> Coney dogs. Yeah. Twenty four seven. True story. Yeah. True story. <laughs> Yeah. Also started by two Greek immigrant brothers. Yes. Yeah. 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 If you're from here and you don't know that. Oh man! People, well, we, people come on the tour all the time. They're we, like, I had no we idea. We did not really? know. We did not know they did not serve breakfast. I'm like, it's a Coney Island. Oh, okay. They have yeah. to have you breakfast. You didn't know about the breakfast yeah. thing, but yeah. the history. Of, I knew yeah, that. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. and Lafayette. I like, like that his brother quit and started Lafayette right next <laughs> right door. Next door. Like, yeah. yeah. I fucking quit. That's like, oh, wait a just tiny. But but and they only right accept here. cash. But it's like the same way I started my tour company because I was working for a tour company and and they ended up they ended up firing me and I was like, all right, well, cool. Thanks for the knowledge. I got my own. It's funny thing. I was like making like forty, you know, twenty dollars an hour to do a tour, to do yeah. a private tour. Yeah. Right. And then I saw how much we were we were like charging people like Eight th- thousands of dollars for these tours. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting like forty for the two hours that we, we took them on the tour. And I was like, well, like, well, I guess I could keep doing these tours and just <laughs> make, make all the money. Make all the money. It could be my money. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like the same thing. Like started uh, started my own business yeah. right next door. Yeah. Yeah. So Perfect. Kind of the same deal. But anyway. Uh, that's neither here nor there. So black, 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 yeah, yeah, black exploitation. <laughs> we, went, we went from past to yeah. well to bring it present. back. I was black exploited mm-hmm. at that company. Yeah, uh, and uh, now well, I mean that's you fought much the man. Everywhere. Yeah, I, I fought the man <laughs> yeah. and started my own thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so so continuing th- again. Thanks for having me back. That, that's really yeah. cool that you have me back. It's been so um, long. Since it seems yeah, so, it seems so at least long, like ten man. minutes. It seems at least like ten minutes. But and by minutes you mean. Weeks. Weeks. <laughs> so many weeks. Weeks in regular people time. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a time traveler. Uh, so uh, we we talked about black exploitation last time. Yeah. And that was really cool. We kind of talked about the history of black exploitation. And this yeah. time, even though it's, it's shot a history, I think we kind of want to bring it a little bit into the present and talk about yeah. the... And this is why I love history, because without understanding history, you can't understand the present. Exactly. Exactly. It's very relevant. And so very relevant. you look at black exploitation films and, hey, we will... Black people are not represented at all. Uh, coming out of the tumultuous time of the 60s and the civil rights era, hey, there's no representation of us in pop culture other than roles that denigrate us. Mm-hmm. So then you've got this rise of black exploitation films, and then you've got groups that come along and say, hey, uh, these are great that you're representing us, but, but you're, you're still mi- not you're, 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 you're us. misrepresenting <laughs> not us. Not in a right? really it's great. Yeah, way. it's great that you're paying us to be in these movies and everything like that, and you're hiring all this crew, and, and the directors are black, and the actors are black, and that's great. But you know um, Spike Lee, right? Yeah, you're, you're still, <laughs> we're still you know we're still playing these caricatures, right? Yeah. And you're still feeding these stereotypes out into the culture, and that's not helping the cause of black people. And so that got shut down with the NAACP and and a few other organizations as well. But it's what what I feel like it did is it, it kind of left this this vacuum uh, in pop culture of black representation. You know, you got rid of black exploitation films, and so then it went back to 
the token black character in a TV show mm-hmm. um, or a movie, and they are the plucky sidekick. They are the. I mean, you got the. You mean the, you mean blackface in the eighties? Essentially, <laughs> right? Um, the first person to die in a horror film. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. yeah always was the first person your, to die in a. Fo- in was a, your in blackface a, in the eighties? Um, uh, yeah, the uh, guy. Uh, shit, what was that his one name? guy? Ted Dancing did it. Well, Ted Danson did. Danson? It's not like he said dancing. He, dancing? She did. She did. She did. He did it for a party. <laughs> he did it as a he party showed up. when no, he was dating uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Because he was dating Whoopi yeah. Goldberg. Soul Man. Oh. And they thought Soul it would man. be funny. Soul Man? Yeah. Was in the oh, 80s. Oh, you're right. You're right. I Where forgot about... Where tanning I'm, pills. Yeah. Yeah, tanning pills. Okay, there's so much so much to pick from. But... But the the point is, is that we had the end of Blaxploitation. Yeah, the end of Blaxploitation. And then it went back. It kind of reverted back to... Um, black people. I mean, black people were getting paid more, so that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Now you have you. We know that black people are serious actors. They're not just these off to the side actors. So you have serious black actors being paid, but you also have serious black actors being paid to play roles that are again denigrating. Case in point, um, Denzel Washington played Malcolm X. Spike Lee directed Malcolm X. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. There's nothing denigrating about Malcolm X. Fantastic film. My mom made me go see this movie when I was a kid. I didn't care about it. Now as an adult, I'm like, it's really important for for all black people to have seen this film, know who that is. Fantastic film. It's completely snubbed at the Oscars. Right. Completely yeah. snubbed. Oh yeah. Denzel plays crooked cop. Yeah. In right. Training Day. Oh, and then <laughs> and then he gets Best Actor, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. you know what? What's, I mean, what's going to on? To be here? fair, that was a fantastic. It was a great movie. There's nothing. There's nothing I I have against that film. That yeah. film was fantastic. It was a great. Everybody should see Training Day. King Kong yeah. got nothing on me, right? It was good <laughs> stuff. But still, and then there was Precinct Thirteen, which wasn't as great. No, but 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 the African American community very very much took notice of this. Okay, you're you're willing to reward black people right. for roles that reinforce stereotypes of criminality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel He's like, in a position of power, but he's still crooked. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and so uh Denzel Washington, who is I want to say the top black paid top paid black actor in Hollywood. Oh easily. don't don't quote me on that. It yeah. could be Will Smith. It could be uh, Will Smith. Uh, I, I feel like Denzel He raps happy. I think I think Will Smith is, is <laughs> has gotten more class, but I think Will Smith is yeah. paid higher yeah. because he's doing the action movies and, and Denzel doesn't do and a lot of And buying movies for his kids to act right. in. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, true story, right? <laughs> I wanna go home. <laughs> anyway, James Smith, we don't love you. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> Stop acting, kid. Um, but no, uh, I felt like there was this this is vacuum left yeah. um, by the departure of black exploitation movies. But we have seen this kind of resurgence in nods to black exploitation movies, which mm-hmm. which I think are interesting. And Tony, uh, and, you, par- you, and parody and, and parodies. Well, parodies are great. And, yeah. I mean, Tony sent me uh, t- Tony sent me a few of them. What I thought was. We got like Undercover Brother. Yeah, Undercover Brother. Awesome. Which is a classic. Austin Powers Gold Member. Austin Austin, Mm Powers. Yeah, Gold Member. I can't even talk. Yeah, because you had what you had. had, uh, Now you see what our show is. What was her name in in Gold Member? Foxy Cleopatra? Foxy. Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? Beyonce? It was Beyonce. It was so crazy. That was Beyonce. Early Beyonce. That was the hardest thing for me to watch. Like her acting in that movie was so bad, but it was written. <laughs> but so bad. everybody's it was acting so bad. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a, like, it was a great movie. So yeah. bad. Fantastic. There's nobody movie. in that movie. They're like, wow, you really made me feel the character. Right. <laughs> right. No, yeah. I really believe. I do sometimes wonder if they're making a movie in Hollywood and if the director is ever. If there are movies that we never see where the director's like, you know what, guys. 
this isn't working out. Let's just all go home. Yeah. This is all garbage. <laughs> this is just a wrap. Shut it down. We're done. I thought I needed hardwood floors, but not this bad. <laughs> I don't think it happens because cut, Cutthroat Island came out, so yeah. I don't know uh, that that actually yeah. happens. Um, but I mean, so you've got I like the, that movie. But you do, yeah. Oh. It was it was the worst box office flop in the history of movies. I thought Waterworld was. No, no, that was only because the the set sank. Cutthroat Island lost the most money out of any movie ever made. Wow. Um, but anyway. Um, I know, right? So uh, what? That's so <laughs> random that I knew that the set sank three times for Waterworld, right? I, I didn't yeah. know that. I that just, was I Jesus. I didn't, I didn't even stop in giving you that information. <laughs> yeah. um, but okay, so you've got you've got these these movies that have come along now. So Black Exploitation's gone, but you do have these nods from from directors and from movie studios and actors that are portrayed in these films that are definitely. Uh, homages to some of these uh, black exploitation films. Luke Cage. Uh, uh, Luke Cage just came out, but that's yeah. that's going to be the last one that I yeah. that I talk about. Um, but 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 when we're talking about nods, oh, well, I mean, that's, that's not even a nod. That was most, straight up. That yeah. was not. But a that nod. is. Right. Like but that is the most <laughs> recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would I would differentiate the nods from um, from a Luke Cage because Luke Cage actually is black exploitation. That's what it came from. Mm-hmm. It was a black exploitation comic. Through and through, right. right. The show just happens to be updated for our day and time, so that it can be part of the Defenders when that comes out, right, you know, right, right on next next year on on Netflix. But it is thank you Netflix. That is the quintessential right. black exploitation <laughs> yeah. character is Luke Cage. Well, it's it's modern day, yeah, modern day, yeah. 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 Um, but when it came out in the 70s, he was wearing the bell bottoms and mm-hmm. the big, you know, yeah. bright yellow you shirt. Like a damn fool. <laughs> you look like oh a damn fool. That was probably one of the best parts of that show. <laughs> um, but so I mean, you had uh, you had movies. Uh, that came out that were definitely nods to it, such as I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Yep. You know, which, you know, Love is, uh, is yeah, the, uh, the Wayans Brothers. Yeah. The goldfish right? shoes. I mean, the- uh, which <laughs> Those are uh, awesome. And, and the interesting thing is, I think that the, the Wayans Brothers and, and the Wayans family, in a way, uh, in the late '80s, early '90s, and 2000s, coming out with the scary movies, and mm-hmm. so that was the that was the send up to scary movies that had come out uh, with you know Scream and all that, but right. also kind of a send up to black scary movies. What, what, what was well? <laughs> one one day it was like a nod on uh, or knockoff of Boys in the Hood. It was like drinking your uh, juice. Yeah, don't don't be a mess. Oh, yeah. Don't be a mess. Yeah. Juice in the hood. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Don't be a mess. Yeah. I actually just recently watched message. that movie. <laughs> message. <laughs> yeah. I like when the son was older. What was uh, older than the dad? Yeah, that was probably one of, yeah. one of my favorite parts of the movie. Punches on and the, grandma. And the dad reads. Uh, the dad yeah. reads a porno to the kid to, to go to sleep, uh, which is pretty funny. Um, but well, I think so, we'd be remiss about talking about nods to black exploitation if we didn't mention Quentin Tarantino. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, yes, but let me let me come back to that because I think yeah. the the huge the huge family within black pop culture was the Van Peebles family. So you got Melvin mm-hmm. Van Peebles who's directing you know, right. actual black exploitation films. Then you have a movie like Posse coming out mm-hmm. and I want to say New Jack City also had Mario Van Peebles. So Mario Van Peebles yep. comes along yep. and this is the son of Melvin Van, yeah. Van Peebles. So he's kind of carrying... His really hot son. Right. So he's yeah. carrying... Well, they were, bo- they were both good looking people apparently. Yeah. Um, but they... Um, I have no uh, opinion. Uh, <laughs> either way. Um, but, I've, uh, I've been told I should have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Does so, anyone remember what Mario Van Peebles was a Highlander? Oh yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Shoot, yeah. I remember that. There can be only one. Exactly. Um, so Mario Van Peebles comes along and he and he's in the movie Posse, which isn't really a black exploitation film. It it had black people being represented in Hollywood in a role uh, that took them out of the stereotypical black role. They were mm-hmm. cowboys, 
which was a historical reality. There were black cowboys, oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. you know, in, in the movies that came out, they were all white cowboys, right? And really? So Posse was a really yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Right. So when I think about cowboy movies, I always think about Doc Brown sending I Marty mean, McFly back to 1885. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Buddy, we got to do something about your kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, it goes so, back in peace. Well, that's part leather. two. I'm talking yeah. about part three, right? Yeah, it goes back in the patent leather. Yeah. Like this is what they all wear. It's authentic. No, um, it is gonna, not. You're gonna be mayor someday. <laughs> yeah, it's me. You can start by sweeping up the floor. Um, but I may or may not have watched, uh, watched those movies a million times and, wa- and read the novelizations. But so so Posse comes out years later, and that's kind of the passing of the torch of the of the Van Peebles family. Right, right. right. And that's what I would say is almost kind of the the real that that was kind of African American royalty in yeah. Hollywood, in in my opinion. And I always feel like that was kind of the passing of the torch. And the next royal family of African American filmmakers uh, happened to be. And not the greatest filmmakers by any means. They were, they were not the same level. But the Wayans family came along and well, made, made they made a lot of strides. Okay, yeah, so you got yeah. in Living Color that was in the early nineties, and Jennifer, awesome. Jennifer Lopez Love was you know one of the Fly, fly Girls and things yeah, like Jim that, right? Carey. And so yeah, yeah, it launched the car- careers of Damon Wayans, uh, Jim Carrey, Jamie uh, Foxx, Jamie Fox, yeah. the entire Wayans family. So it was kind of like the Black Saturday Night Live. In launched a way. the career of Damon Wayans so he could play uh, Murtaugh on. <laughs> On uh, uh, <laughs> Lethal Weapon, Lethal the Weapon which I have not watched yet, uh, but he was great on it's My Wife and good. Kids, which went on for like six or seven seasons. Yeah. It was a I good did love show. that show. It was good. Yeah. The way he treated his son Junior was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, so either way, I, you you've got this now royal family uh, of the Wayans. Yeah. They're considered the royal family, and then they they have these send up movies. I'm going to get you, sucker. Don't be a minister South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. The scary movie films, and then these the possession films that they're doing. Where I, I can't remember what uh, Marlon Wayans has been doing. He's like the the Tito Jackson of the family. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, he was in the Dungeons and Dragons. Movie, he was, and I love that. That movie. was a good movie. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Yeah, I enjoyed it very much. It was much. a lot of fun. Was he a rogue? Druid? I can't remember. What he was play? one of the main characters, but he was a plucky comic relief in that as well. Yes. It but was not a good movie series. <laughs> it was a terrible movie, but it was still it was, it's so bad it. it works itself back around to being good. That's that's how I feel some movies are. Okay, I, I, I agree. Moving on. Anyhow, that might throw up anyhow, in his mouth. So. Uh, so you've got movies like that. I'm gonna get you sucker. Black Dynamite, um, the Love Shaft Black remake Dynamite. came out, uh, which I mentioned in the last podcast. Yeah. Uh, it was really? ter- terrible movie. <laughs> Shaft remake, no good. Uh, under, undercover Brother. These are all okay. send I love Undercover Brother. Undercover Brother is pretty good. I used to amazing. watch that every yeah. week yeah. in college. Like once a it's week. It's sitting I would on throw my DVD on. shelf at home. Yeah. Right it was now. like confirm you got soul. <laughs> like I love oh when it's like that, the hand that the you Brotherhood. Got it was yeah. so funny. It's like the mayo test. The, the mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. <test>. yeah. <laughs> that made me re- and, uh, rethink mayonnaise because I'm like, you know what? Mayonnaise is fucking gross. It, it is, it is disgusting, and and that is one of the black stereotypes that black people do not like. Mayonnaise. We Let's, don't well, like it. Platform like out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Damn duck shoes. So, so, but, but you do have. Yeah. Um, you do. Maybe one of the good things that. of of <laughs> black exploitation films is you do have better representation of yeah. black people in the culture. With the yeah. loss of it, you do still have these caricatures that yeah. people play. Almost like I, f- I almost feel like they're going to be at some point. There might al- already be. I could be ignorant of this. I I feel like there are going to be some movies. Uh, that are almost like, um, what would you say, uh, Muslim exploitation, uh, right? Yeah. You know, and, you know Arabic, well, Arabic exploitation. Well, I would, where I would ask you reshape the the view of Arabic people and Muslim right. people, <laughs> so they're not all terrorists on the show Twenty Four, right? You know, well, um, America, fuck yeah. <laughs> I would, I would ask, like, so Free State of Jones. You talked about that on the show, right? Which is a historical, yeah, historical story. Now, would you? 
personally consider that black exploitation. Absolutely not. I would differentiate between uh, a story that is telling a historical reality. You know, this is a, this is a movie about uh, something that happened. Okay, so the right. story of Nat Turner. We did an episode on that, yep. right? Yeah. Um, then you got the the Malcolm X movie. You have yep. the the Selma movie. These are not black exploitation films. Black exploitation right. films are films that have almost entire black cast, but are that feed into stereotypes about right. what black people are. You got the mammy character, you got the you got the the hustler character, you got the pimp character, and these are the heroes. That's more your black exploitation from where black people are being exploited. Parts of the culture are being exploited and pushed out as that's what the culture is, versus a film that says, well, the only "Hey, reason, this is what happened." The only reason I ask is because it is a like a slavery. You know, slavery yeah, yeah. based movie. Yeah, so. but that's that's a historical thing versus like Gone with the Wind, where it was a novel. Right, this is something that happened, um, and so that and I could almost differentiate there, but it's still a denigrating role because with mm-hmm. Gone with the Wind, it was like, oh, the the South is so beautiful, it's so amazing, this love story in the South, and then the slaves off to the side that you know. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean there there's a there's a little difference there. Uh, so. I I gotta ask, where does Tyler Perry fall into this? <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, so yeah, let's talk about Tyler Perry. I have not. Uh, I have not Medea. gone to see. No, here's here's a funny thing. I have not gone to see any of the Tyler Perry movies, but right. I almost I kind of regret that, and here's why. When those movies came out, uh, my my family was I was raised in the military, so I was raised uh, moving all over the world, and we were predominantly around white people. And we were always educated. We had great you know great schools mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. So I didn't have the quintessential African American experience right. um, that a lot of African Americans in um, in urban centers and city city centers have, right? Mm-hmm. Not, and I'm talking about positive ones, okay? And so the Medea character is actually a, uh, almost a meme within the African-American culture where that exists, mm. okay? You've got the grandma, you've got yeah. the, the, the wise, uh, the wise individual I mean, in your family that you Tyler Perry that you takes a lot of shit. Right, and so uh, Tyler, a ton of shit. Like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to go see him, people, oh, you know, he's a black man dressing up as a woman, and the emasculation yeah. of black men continues. I'm like, come on, look. Uh, you Dust, Dustin Hoffman dressed up as Tootsie. Yeah. You've yeah. got Robin Williams, who was Mrs. Doubtfire. You've got a number Great of men. You got a number of men <laughs> yeah. who have dressed up as women in movies. Yeah. But yeah. when it's black people, oh, it's, it's emasculating black yeah. men. I don't. I don't agree. I don't with agree that at with all. it either. No, no, no I no, don't no. agree with that at all. But um, with it, you have him playing this character as a woman. Lots of people are going to see the movie, so mm-hmm. black people are going to see the movie. <laughs> at first, um, my mom and sister. At go first, see those movies. <laughs> the movies were uh, very much. Self, uh, self-funded, yep. and they were at the behest of other studios. Now, what a lot of people don't know about Tyler well, Perry now—he owns the rights to right. everything. Yeah. Now, he has his own production now, studio. And he's that's what happened. Money, that's basically. what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So now Tyler Perry has gotten to a point where he writes, directs, stars in his own movies, and then he produces mm-hmm. and he owns the studio. Yeah. yeah, Tyler Perry. A lot of people don't know this about Tyler Perry. He is the most powerful black man in Hollywood now. Yeah. So he played the game, and now he is the most powerful black man in Hollywood, which now allows him to write his own checks. So there are next a lot- to Will Smith. No, no, he is the most. Po- he is more powerful than Will Smith. So when it comes to movies now in Hollywood, he gets to tell the stories that he wants to tell. So in a way, he kind of paid his dues. Yeah. To the Hollywood establishment, and now he doesn't have to answer to anybody. Yeah, yeah. until he made Meet the Browns. <laughs> well, I mean, but but still, he I mean, he made it yeah, yeah, the yeah. way he wanted to make right, it. Right, he right. has to answer to no one. And so, uh, while I at the at the outset I was like, oh, he's just reinforcing these stereotypes about black people. 
he was reinforcing a stereotype that I didn't have, and it was a positive stereotype, which is, in my opinion, okay. Like this is right, a, this right, is a right. reality for a lot of people. You know, the grandma, my my nieces, four nieces live with my mom and dad right now. They mm-hmm. are being raised by a Medea yeah. right, right, figure. Right, right. right. That was something that I didn't have, and so there are a lot of people who related to this, even though he's dressed in, as a woman. There are people who related to this, and he took it from a play to movies in Hollywood to owning, directing, you know, right. and, and producing all of his own films. And now he's the most powerful man. So now he can do anything he wants, and he's got all these other movies that people don't know he has anything to do with. People don't even know that he showed up in the first Star Trek reboot movie. He's one of the guys who's uh, he's the head guy who is uh, against Kirk when Kirk is up for a reprimand. It's Tyler oh, Perry yeah, sitting yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah, Tyler yeah. Perry. Yeah, he's the head of the, the council. Yeah, he's yeah. the head yeah. of the council. And so, I mean, he's in a lot of things that people don't know, and he's bankrolling a lot of films that people don't know about because people don't know what his film company is. Right. Unless it's a Medea movie right. that comes out. What? And so I, I feel like he used the system that was paved for him in a way by the black exploitation films that came before him. Would you consider Medea movies black exploitation though? Because um, like all the modern movies are kind of like parodies almost of the black exploitation I would, of the seventies. I right? would consider I would consider Medea films black exploitation films, right? But in a positive sense. And so the black exploitation films, the unintended consequences of the of the sixties and seventies movies, primarily the seventies movies, um, were that they reinforced negative yeah, stereotypes. So they probably in the long run people, did right? more damage than good, honestly. Right. And yeah. so with the Medea films, I feel like they are very much centered on. Family, mm-hmm. very much centered on family, right? And the criminals aren't heroes. Medea mm-hmm. is almost always the hero, you know, the the wise old grandma character. Um, but it has and been a criminal in her own right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but not like yeah. not like the a pimp. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Medea's not, not yeah, a pimp. Not right? wrestling. You know, no, right? no, no, no. Yeah. So I mean. But so she's been brought up she on charges. She doesn't have a, a, a bunch of karate bitches. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. So, yeah, very, very, very different. But, yeah, I, mean, I think Nothing the Medea like films... The, the Medea films owe their existence to right. uh, something that was paved by black exploitation films. But it, but now in 2016, at this point, I feel like it reinforces more of the positive stereotypes. And I almost I feel like that. I missed out by not... Go, I mean, I can always go to DVD and watch all the films, but I feel like I missed out on going to see these Medea films because I felt like, <laughs> oh, he's doing something bad by by doing this. I was one of those people that originally uh, got in on the, oh, it's a, it's a black man dressed in drag. Mm-hmm. This is not doing anything good for black people. And then I had to look at all these other people who would, who were white who had dressed as, as women. Yeah. And they're just fine. So he's playing the Hollywood game, and now he's the most powerful man, yeah. and he's presenting black people in a very positive light, and also giving something back to the African-American community through his donations, and then also through just the basics of the film. Black people can go and say, hey, I'm represented, and I'm represented in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Even if right. white people never go see the movie, and there are a lot of white people who do go see Medea movies. There's a yeah. ton say, of white people who go see yeah. But oh, yeah. I would say there are yeah. a lot more black people that yes, go see the movies than, than there are white. <laughs> but, yeah, my, um, my mom and sister are <laughs> But even still... Um, I feel like it presents black people uh, in a positive light. It tells positive stories Mm -hmm. um, without the negative stereotypes. And when there are negative stereotypes in those films, they are very much bad guys and not good guys. Not only black people in a positive light, but it uh, displays uh, people in general in a positive light. You know, they cover the domestic violence and all that. So, I mean, they... It's it's more of a general broad view of just humanity in general. Right. Those movies really are like you said they're really about family more than yeah. anything else. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, it, 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 and one of the big things about these these films, what black exploitation did in the past, and what they're doing now, it allows black people in today's day and age to take part in determining their own economic future, mm-hmm. and not having to depend on other people for where where their next dollar or their, where their next meal is going to come from. And that's why I applaud people like like Tyler Perry for being smart, for being savvy, for using the system, getting out of the system, and now kind of running the system, uh, you know, to his to his own, you know, to his own. Uh, ben, to to the, to the not his own benefit, but to the benefit of of black people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's a good thing uh, that that's ultimately come out of something that was trying to do something good and had unintended consequences, which has led to today uh, people being able to determine their own economic future. But rest assured, there are still some issues. Uh, I mean, Jesse Williams spoke at the. I can't remember what awards he was saying, but there are still a lot of things that go on in the culture that take and borrow from black culture wholesale. And then when something bad happens in the news, Mm -hmm. black people are instantly vilified. It's like your entire culture is based on all the good things that we do. But when something bad happens, we are still seen as, as this. So I think there's still a long way Mm -hmm. to go. And I think black exploitation films opened up the door to being able to present black people in a positive light, whether they had unintended consequences or not. Now we're in a day and age where I think people are, uh, quick, savvy, smart, and know how to or trying to be a part of the conversation. I was going to say it opens the door to a much larger conversation. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so we're, we're starting to see a lot more uh, representation of not just black people, but many people of color. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm watching a show uh, right now. Uh, uh, shoot, fresh off the boat. No, no, no. Well, that, that, I mean, that, that's a good one. So you got fresh off the boat. You got blackish. Um, but there's this new show with Kiefer Sutherland where he's not chasing down terrorists. Designated survivor. Yeah. Yep. All right, and he's got a uh, his uh, his speechwriter is is a Muslim American. Mm-hmm. And so we're starting to see stories where Muslim Americans are being presented in positive lights as well. They're mm-hmm. not just terrorists being hunted yeah. down by, interestingly enough, Kiefer Sutherland. Really flipped it. Right. So so confused. Um, I imagine Kiefer is sitting in the but, the script reading. But like, I, but I feel like um, <laughs> black quotation films, in in a way, opened up the door for many minorities. Mm-hmm. To be presented in a positive light, even if at the beginning it was kind of false starts. Yep. Um, later on down the road in today's day and age, and maybe thirty years from now, we'll think that 2016 was a terrible time. But yep. right now, I feel like where we are, we're at a place where more people are starting yep. to see more representation mm-hmm. of themselves in a positive light in in pop culture and media. Right. Beauty. All right. Well, that's that's close to the end of our time, actually. Wow! Again, for already. So we got about just ten yeah. or fifty minutes of just nonsense to do now. <laughs> it helps that it helps that I run my own podcast that I know how to do this. Like, all right, you're, you're, you, you give me right. the wrap it up sign that nobody well, sees. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. I saw, cool. I saw this we'll be, and I landing right. the plane. I'm usually that asshole oh. who has to go like this. Too. Yeah, <laughs> on my other show is like <laughs> before <laughs> before we wrap it up. Let's go around the table and and mention our favorite movie that has either black exploitation elements. Or is a parody, straight parody, or Ooh, or our favorite comic, or I whatever. Do so don't don't make me mad. I'm gonna be like, why? Yeah. Why that one? Huh? Right. <laughs> so well, we didn't even no mention comments. Dave Chappelle. Oh God. Anyway, the okay, Chappelle right. show, the hater, <laughs> the player haters ball, <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, Chris Rock it? show on HBO. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. 
Oh uh, yeah, we we missed a, a shit ton there, of stuff. There is, but I mean, there's so much. It's, we're not yeah. talking about. Just there's something that. Okay, oh, no, a okay. Oh, we're we're near the end of the side. Oh, let me let me pull back. Okay, so Dave Chappelle. Okay, so here. Okay, I need I need to say this real quick. Okay, so Dave Chappelle. <laughs> he quit his show. He quit his show at the height of its popularity, right? Yeah. Yep. And the reason why is because he was doing this black satire thing, right? Yep. And he did the racial fairy, uh, the racial fairy episode. And after he left, he went to Africa. He's Muslim. He went and saw his uh, yep, yep. mom came back, was mm-hmm. on the Oprah Winfrey show or had an interview with her. I don't know if her show was over at the time. But he said, you know, here's, here's why I left my show. Not just all the creative differences everyone was talking about, but because I was doing this satire. And it's very important for satire to get out there because it brings light to, to huge right. problems in the world, um, especially facing black people in terms of what his show was about. And he said, I was doing the, fish, the, the racial fairy uh, sketch and one of the guys who was working for me is a white guy and he's laughing so hard and I'm feeling like he's laughing a little bit too hard at the point mm-hmm. where I'm going should I fire this <laughs> well, should I fire this guy yeah and so that's why he ended up quitting his show I mean, but his show right. was also the the way it was paved for it. and so that's just kind of uh, by black exploitation films but that's really just again showing the continuing conversation that's going on around mm-hmm. issues of black representation right. and black people presenting issues that happen to black people in the culture, right. like the Nat Turner movie and, yep, yep. and the Selma movie and mm-hmm. things like that. Is that black exploitation or not? But anyway, yeah, I wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. All right. Backing off. Backing <laughs> off. Tony. It's got to be Dolomite because that's what really got me into the whole thing. Mm. Oh, Dolomite. I am so happy. <laughs> Thank you, Queen Bee. <laughs> Genie? It's the first movie Tony made me watch, and I got halfway through it and said, I can't watch this movie. I can't do this. <laughs> I cannot watch this. I feel like a racist for watching this. <laughs> um, that's why I'm like, I don't know if I could pick anything. Um, I'm going to go with, we'll go with Jackie Brown. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Try it. I'm not sure if it's black exploitation, but he does go up against the man and like the, I don't know, like corporate world. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Pootie Tang would be my Pootie Tang. Oh damn! Yeah. That is definitely <laughs> black exploitation. Right yeah. Tang. He's been holding on to that. This yeah, I know. Time. Hold on, I just want to say Pootie Tang. I want to say, gonna say so it. bad. You know how bad I want one of those Piggly Wiggly belt buckles. I a friend of mine made one for really? me. Really? Yeah. I need one. All right. First, he was juvenated. That he was rejuvenated. Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh. I'm going to have to go with Soul Play. No, I'm just kidding. No, no Soul Play. <laughs> right. No, uh, this is going to seem like a cheat uh, because, I mean, it's it's probably the most famous is Shaft. I really do feel like yeah. um, Shaft not was the remake. Not the remake. Not, not no. the, not the no, remake. And here's the thing. There were things in the, in the remake that I felt because Richard Roundtree was in the remake. Um, I was able to forgive a lot of the the... Buster the horror that was in that film. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I love Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, of course. I love yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. And he allows me to dress up as Nick Fury uh, for Halloween okay. or Shaft at Halloween. Jules. Or uh, Jules. For, you know, I mean, I can dress up as Samuel Jackson. Formula 51. Frozone. Right. That was Frozone. Excellent. Honey, where is my super where suit? Where is my super suit? Why do you need to go? Where is my super suit? <laughs> <laughs> it's for the greater good. <laughs> anyway, but. But, my ears <laughs> sorry, sorry. It was worth oh, it. it. Sorry. Was totally totally worth sorry. it. Everyone's like, oh, my ears hurt, but that was a really accurate impersonation. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Shaft was definitely probably one of my favorites growing up, yeah. for sure. Um, I massively appreciate Shaft, but I'm going to have to go I with coffee. I bet you do. I bet yeah. you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go with coffee. <laughs> coffee. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sweet. C-O-F-F-Y, by the way. Yeah, yes. it's not like the actual spelling of coffee. Yeah. Like, look at this girl. I'm looking for her pumpkin spice coffee. Look at her. Yeah. 
control the I don't spice. own Uggs and I don't like pumpkin spice. Okay, all right. So. Well, you are not white. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Who knew? Uh all right. Um for me, I would I, I'm gonna have to go with the most modern iteration of black exploitation and go Luke Cage. Okay. On Nif- on Netflix. All right. It was I mean, it was pretty much a perfect show outside of the black exploitation connotation. And the soundtrack is beautiful. Amazing. Oh yeah, which is something we didn't talk about. The, the soundtracks of black exploitation films are part of the, the thing best. that yeah. made. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have, you have, you have, you have Marvin Gaye. I mean, you have, oh, yeah. Yeah. You got some we, some we great have like fucking like eight days of shows here. Some great <laughs> some great artists were part of the. I mean, we festival. could we could totally dedicate a whole show to black exploitation soundtracks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, having me come back yeah. to just talk about the soundtracks, so we'd, we'd be here for days. Then we'd have to play some music though. Oh yeah, I have to. I have to throw. But that's what that's what Luke Cage got right, right? Uh, Because it was a send up to a a comic that was originally made as a black exploitation film. But then the soundtrack was was absolutely, absolutely fantastic. But it was also. The soundtrack was a nod to black exploitation yeah. films. You got this not like 60s not and 70s just, jazz vibe. Not just the instrumental stuff, yeah. but the people that they had playing in Harlem. Yeah. At the club. Yeah. Right. There's the a club range the show. of different types of music. It was yeah. yeah. I may or may not have the soundtrack on my podcast. Uh, not on my podcast. On my uh, on my Spotify? Uh, Apple, Apple Music. We're I got Apple, I got Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> they had the Delphonics on there. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, that 100, 100 Days, 100 moment. Nights. I listen to it on loop. Uh, there's there's a lot of music. Just yeah, do you have the, the Luke club. Cage vinyl? Do oh yeah, have, I have okay, the, the, I have the Luke one. Cage. Right, yeah. the yellow vinyl from He's from Mondo. He doesn't look Sweet like it, Christmas. but he is a hipster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's not hipster if you have that. That's I'm like, it's, hey man, are you are you a brother from uh, from another mother? <laughs> Sweet yes. Christmas, right there you go. Sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas. Yeah, no, I have the vinyl. I have the uh, the soundtrack on Spotify that I listen pretty regularly. Which the which is funny because the soundtrack on Spotify doesn't actually have the or has more music than the vinyl actually has because it actually includes the music from the club. Like the score right. and all right. everything yeah. Yeah. Spotify. Yeah. That's yeah. about rights, getting rights to be yeah, able to yeah, produce. Yeah. And, but and it, it's, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's it's pretty much a perfect show. Like as close to still, a perfect still show. Like Daredevil, still like Daredevil better. I I don't know. I think I, I like, like Luke Cage better. I, I like hey, Here's the thing. Luke Cage, I liked Everything in between the first and the last episode. <laughs> I did not like the first episode or the last episode. Okay. You didn't. You didn't like the uh, the the fight off with the, Diamond the final fight scene. I was like, this is so lame. Oh, by the way, I'm. It but was, it was. I have two call up to left. the the comic. I have two episodes left to watch. I'm yeah. doing it very slowly. I'm. Oh shoot! It, so don't ruin everything. Wow. Yeah. I don't. I don't even feel bad. That's like. At this it's, point, it's like, hey, it's look, been long enough. it's like the kid was dead the whole, uh, the, the guy was dead, Bruce Willis was dead the whole movie. You know, <laughs> oh, like, oh, like, it's your fault oh, if you don't yeah. know at this point. Luke Cage was going to long enough. Today. I'm a very busy person. <laughs> Luke Cage like, been, you did know Luke Cage <laughs> was going to win. Do. Come on. By the way, Luke Cage is black. I don't know if you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. What the fuck? <laughs> right. He's a very attractive black man. Boom. Oh, there you go. Wow. He is. Are, you, are you afraid? <laughs> nah. All right. I'm not afraid to admit it. He's a good looking black dude. Well, she keeps talking about her husband's penis, so I feel yeah. like they're good. Okay. All right. Yeah. There it is. There it is. All right. Well, Dickment. It's, it's, it's about that time in the show to pop out the plugs. Ooh. All right. We always so start with the guests. So much more comfortable now. So much more comfortable. <laughs> right? I went, I went first last week, so it's, it's your turn. That was a week ago. That was a week mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, check out saltylanguage.com uh, for 
you know, dick jokes and whatever else. <laughs> and uh, I guess. And Dude Mountain. Yeah, Dude Mountain. It's a good oh. podcast. I listened to it for the first time. I appreciate dude that. Mountain. Dude Mountain. Dude Mountain. <laughs> um, I guess check out my co-host other podcast, The Crazy Life. I might as well promote that for him. Yeah, yeah. talk about mental health and mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's like yeah. pop culture mental health. I, I need to get on board with that. I'm a psychologist. Oh, well, there so, you go. Then look yeah. up my, my hermity co-host. and <laughs> Yeah. I'm a hermit too. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, you can check me out on Untapped. It's TJL High. And tell me what beers you're drinking. I'm going to stay consistent. <laughs> Dragon's milk. It's delicious. Oh, my Which gosh. One? Uh, well, the original, of the course, original, and then the, course. the one with the peppers. Oh, That's good, God. too. Oh. You gotta go. And then they have one with chocolate, and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, hold on. It's you already had chocolate. See, yeah. I'm, I'm wearing a beer chocolate. fest shirt where they have multiple firkins of special dragon's oh, milk. Oh, it's good stuff. And then the, the oatmeal cream pie version of uh, Pigeon Hill. Uh, Pigeon Ooh. Hill's got some good stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Anyhow. Michigan Michigan beer for life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, on my wedding night, I met the owners of Pigeon Hill. It was really cool because the beer fest was going on at Eastern Market. Oh, that's uh, amazing. So, so, uh, so you got for, married in the fall. Uh, I did. We uh, October twenty first. That's great. They, they, it was just, they the got fest. married right before October, my birthday. Uh, yeah, right ah. before my birthday, and then we were there at your birthday party. Like I know, later, and right? I didn't expect that. That was oh, like well, yeah. it was we super were supposed nice to be there. We were supposed to rendezvous with oh, you guys you. for your birthday. Yeah, she got cat called on the corner, but she was dressed in 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 uh, the guy's defense. The guy's defense. She was dressed like a hooker, literally standing on a corner. I heard you were putting mermaid makeup on. I was supposed to, uh, and then that fell through. That oh. was pretty hilarious that night. But so, um, yeah, as, we were as, getting catcalled. <laughs> $20? Really? $20? I'm standing right there. Are I'm you like, fucking dude. kidding me? I'm like, I can't blame him. I would think the yeah. same thing. You can look at me for $20. Thing. That's your present right there. Give me $20. Uh, I know, like, throw yeah. it out the window while you drive. He didn't by. think about the <laughs> date and time of year. <laughs> right? She's not a nurse. She's a slutty nurse. <laughs> She's not a cop. She's a slutty cop. It's that time yeah. of year guy. Uh, but anyway, uh, as for me, uh, Calvin Moore, uh, thanks so much for having me again. But a uh, couple things I'll, I'll I'll plug just like uh, I do each time I'm here. Uh, first is my podcast, uh, Leading Questions with Calvin Moore, where we talk about hard hitting issues in the culture, where whether it's talking about uh, the election of Donald Trump, whether it's talking about women's issues, whether it's talking about white privilege, whether it's talking about uh, interracial dating uh, or police brutality. We're talking about hard hitting issues every single week, and we have diverse panels that will uh, from uh, from across uh, the spectrum who will sit down across the table from each other and actually uh, disagree and disagree well and show that that's a possibility to have dialogue with people who and, you and that's why fundamentally I want to disagree with. You absolutely need to come on my show. So I will I will uh, connect with you after this uh, recording and talk about that. I gotta but be the honest, other thing, I disagree with a lot of the people that are on your Facebook. That, that's <laughs> as as do I. Right? Oh, fucking that's Facebook. okay. Uh, they, they, Specifically today alone. Thanksgiving was very difficult for me. Yeah. Uh, so no, um, but that's what makes so, this podcast great because yeah, people yeah. are talking. Yeah, and, opposed and, and, to going, you're a stupid poop yeah, head. In podcasting, um, yeah. I mean, well, on, on Facebook you can posture and you can give your opinion, and then someone says something else and you can block each other and, and your mom is stupid and block and you're done <laughs> and uh, on a podcast you're f- you're forced to sit across the table with someone who fundamentally disagrees with you and 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 talk about this particular issue right. it's a moderated discussion each week so um had a really good one about women um uh, women uh just just Women in general, what 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 was good, what was bad for women in 2016, and by the time people are listening to this, we will have had the topic about is white privilege 
you know, does white privilege exist? That was a really good one as well. So, um, but then the other thing I want to plug is, of course, my business, which is 7.2 Tours, uh, 72tours.com. You can look us up. We are a tour company that helps businesses to attract and retain business talent. And uh, so 90% of the tours that we do are for large companies, but 10% of the tours that we do are public uh, front-facing tours. We have a free walking tour every single Saturday of downtown Detroit. starts in the Copyware building uh, from 115 to 315. We have walking tours of the riverfront every spring. We have bar tours every week during the spring and uh, every other week, spring and summer, and so on and so forth. But check us out, 72tours.com. <laughs> Your wife is so cute, by the way. Hi, Jen. She's here. She's, right here. She's in here. the We're not just talking in the air. My yeah. wife is not here. What are you guys talking about? You guys are all crazy. <laughs> just like this is a week later. You guys yeah. Right. <laughs> Funny thing is she's just nope. doing to me what I do to her when she's on my podcast. So that was what the whole thing was about. Uh, all right. So I think it's my week to go, isn't yeah. it? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, so... I will promote what podcast this week am I going to promote? Salty language. <laughs> you already you promoted already that. <laughs> uh, Dark Angels and Pretty <coughs> Freaks or Pretty Feet? I'm not sure which it is. They both have pretty feet. I've <laughs> yeah. seen them. It depends on which oh. podcast you're on. <laughs> uh, so Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. Uh, I was on there not too long ago. Drunk or, off my ass. You? Way <laughs> too much gin and tonic. <laughs> Uh, it was fun to listen to. He makes a really good GNT. Yeah. The only he one I've ever liked. Yeah. When Annalise uh, started asking me about the Bourbon Trail tour, that's when I blacked out. <laughs> You're like, I, I don't on, remember anything. You're just on autopilot. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I listened We've back. I listened to that, dude. Wait yeah. a second. Devin blacked out? Oh, I you blacked totally, out? I totally blacked out because I listened back and I was like, I don't remember talking about my five favorite haunted places in Michigan. What What does it take to get you to black out? That's yeah, a, that's it was a half a gallon of gin and tonic. I feel like that takes a lot. Half a gallon Wait. of gin and tonic. Half a gallon? Yes. You should be dead. <laughs> How many more shows are we recording? Let's do this. <laughs> well, let me I talk about Friendsgiving and yeah. the like fifth of gin I drank. I feel like when we sign off, you should say, and this is Ghost Devin. Yeah. <laughs> you're totally dead right now and don't even know him. So, uh, yeah, Dark Angels, Pretty Freaks, check them out. Um, they're from California, and they always depress me with their weather. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and uh, sunny Napa Valley, it's a cold, brisk day of 52 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Go you. fuck yourself. Exactly. <laughs> the, you know, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. All right. Neil always says barometer. Yeah. It's yeah. barometer. <laughs> no, no, in his world, it's barometer. <laughs> it's barometer. Here's something I found out. John Quincy Adams yeah. Yeah. is actually pronounced John Quincy Adams. Quincy? Quincy. It's pronounced Quincy. Mm. That is how they pronounce it. That's mm. how the city of Quincy, named after John Quincy Adams, is pronounced. Kind of so, like kind of like uh, Milan I, here in Michigan. Yeah. Everybody pronounces it Milan. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's clearly Milan. I'm just going to call him John Q. Adams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> JQ. There you go. JQ. JQ. Johnny Q. Public. Yeah. All right. uh, and uh, obviously all my shows that are too many to mention. Really just are. Google Big Dev and then you'll find them all. Like, Damn, um, I can't even follow this guy. <laughs> I personally Google sexy Big Dev. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, oh. Yeah. 
and uh, Clash. Do you find anything? <laughs> Just a bunch of naked pictures. I keep waiting. Of I keep it's, waiting. It's <laughs> waiting to load. Tasteful nudes. Tasteful nudes. We only ever do tasteful nudes. Oh, okay. If they're not tasteful, they don't happen. Yeah. All right, so they don't happen, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> Could be a name uh, like Glamour uh, <laughs> Photography Studio. Tasteful nudes. We only do boudoir photos. Yes. <laughs> um, and Clash of Ages yes. in uh, Birch Run, Michigan. What? I Maybe said Clash. No, I didn't see it. Clash? Like, it was like, I don't know. It yeah, was somewhere in between. Don't you have a mug but of bourbon to drink? It was slurry. Yeah. He drank all that. So before we sign Next. off. Next. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, clash. Clash. I know. Good job, Troy. It's the first time I didn't get an indictment. Clash of Ages. Entire episode. Harry clash Tussle. of Ages. Uh, exactly. January 27th. Uh, the weekend of yeah. January 27th. 27th, 28th, and, and 29th. Yep. Birch Run, Michigan. Yep. We will be there uh, doing multiple shows. Yeah. Which will be replayed here. I've heard mm-hmm. rumors of live steel. Yes. There's a lot of oh, John live Henry. Steel. John Henry Irons will be there. What? I mean, steel uh, Superman. Shaq. Yeah. Shaq will be there. But Shazam not, is going to be there. Yeah. But it's not part. Kazam. But it's not part of the DC movie Sorry. universe, which is weird. Do I need to drink? I said Shazam yes. instead of Kazam. All right. Is that an All right. Episode? Uh, we actually done really well. It's a hardcore show. Um, so if you're not uh, not aware of what. Uh, the Clash of Ages is it's uh, a Viking pirate run slash steampunk. Uh, why don't I know about this thing? It's the first year that they're oh, going to be doing okay, this it. Is so why I don't know thing it. And Shot of History is going to take it over. Yes. We are going to run it. Everything There's there. going to be parades. I can come yeah. as a wench the, is what you're telling me? Yes. yes. More yes. mead serving wench. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we need as many wenches as we can. Oh, I've got corsets. That's, that's what I'm talking right, about. Let's yeah. do this. That's what I'm talking about. More wenches. I'm going to dress up as Lovelace from uh, Wiki Wiki Wow Wow West. Sweet. Oh, my God. Wow. I'll, I'll come as somebody's servant, I'm guessing. That's how that would work. Uh, wait, no, I'll be no, Moorish. Wait, wait. I'll, yes. I'll, I will be, uh, what's what's his name? Uh, Morgan oh. Freeman in uh, Robin Hood, Prince yeah, of Thieves. Robin yeah. Hood. Oh. Yeah. Moorish. You can just do the whole Hamilton thing. Pick whoever you want and say this is my Aaron Burr. Are you sure you don't want to be Achu? <laughs> <laughs> yes, really? I'm sure I don't want to be Achu. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sure. Anyway, did you say Abe Lincoln? <laughs> I said Abe Lincoln. <laughs> uh, yeah. So clash, <laughs> clash of ages. Uh, <laughs> I was pointing to Trico. Oh. Trico. Yeah. So clash, clash of ages. Uh, come check us out. We'll have free shit. Yeah, we'll be doing stuff there. Uh, all kinds of games and. Uh, we'll have like a history Jeopardy thing we're doing. We're Ooh. doing panels. We're doing a ton of stuff. So I'm giving sure. out free hugs. It's gonna be free awesome. hugs. With, Can I be Ken Jennings? Oh, so Can I come to Ken Jennings? You said twenty dollars for a hug. Yeah. I will hug people for free as yes. long as they don't smell. I'm not hugging people for <laughs> free. We're gonna be at a con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet yeah. I, that shit costs. I'm a lot. capitalist. Yeah. Five dollars a hug. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, it takes twenty dollars to look at you, so you gotta go up. Yeah. You don't get to hug hot people for free. Just saying. <laughs> it's all coming together. Only my friends. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> you should be charging people. And That's we, we may or may not have a book Aww. out by Aww. then. We have a what? A we book. may or may not have a book out by then. Oh, yeah. It what? depends on whether or not I get my parts of the oh book my. done. Yeah. So we have, oh, okay. Yeah. Writing and whatnot. We can totally do that. Is this like a chat yeah. book? What kind of book? What are we talking nah. about? Like, sort oh. of. 
a like legit a, book. Yeah, like a coffee table book. I would. Yeah, I would define it as. Like, it will be published. Newton was somewhere. Like somewhere, Newton yeah. was a Possibly researcher like you until books. he took a bodkin to the mm-hmm. eye. <laughs> that kind of book. Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> so strange history facts. Yeah. 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 Okay. Kind of good. Strange yeah, history should be pretty sweet. Okay. As long as we get it done in time. <laughs> so we'll see Wait, it next if year. It's not, we gotta if get it's not done by yeah. then, it will be done next year sometime. Right? <laughs> next year, yeah. You got 365 chances. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's a week so here. many chances. So many chances to get this shit done. All right. All right, Trago. So yeah, Take us home. Um, well, Steph didn't plug anything yet. I, I don't she? have to. You sure? Well, the Waystation and Stephanie Maynard Deca. Yep. M- Menard? What? Maynard. I pronounce oh. it Maynard. That's not how it's pronounced, though. You yeah. Don't get to pick. It's like people I, call that's me my Trico. Name. Yeah. <laughs> Who calls you Trico? <laughs> people that don't know my name. <laughs> but there's that doesn't even make sense. That sounds like an awful lumber company. Like Phonetic, if you look at it in no. Spanish, it should be like Trico, but it should be like a Trico, not like Trico. You know. Yeah. So, so we're okay. Those I pronounced it Trico. The All right, lay down <laughs> our sponsors. We got to close the yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry, sponsors. Uh, listen with your listening mouth to uh, audible.com. Uh, go on our listening link mouth? and. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's just mixing together body parts right now. He has no idea what's going on. <laughs> I just pick a body part and the thing I wanted to do and just combine the two. That's listening cool. mouth. Run, run with your arm feet. Yeah. Exactly. The plugs exactly. on the show are another show. You know? <laughs> That's true. People. I felt like the last episode, I'm like, God damn, this is taking a long time. <laughs> We, we just get too damn silly when we yeah. do this. We don't just do a plug. Well, it is the third show. So Next episode, oh, I'm yeah. going to talk like for like five minutes, any presentation I do, and then just leave the rest to uh, <laughs> to all the endorsements. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Our 800 it was still a th- It was still a 45-minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear the rest of the show, tune into Patreon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's behind the paywall. Yeah. <laughs> Trico. All right. <laughs> so uh, go on our website. Check out audible.com. Download some books. You got to read them. You can listen to them. So if you're driving or whatever you're doing, you can listen as long as you're not listening to other stuff, I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, go on there, download some books, uh, and then go on our website again. And just make our website your like homepage because we'll save you a lot of time because go on there again and click on the drive through fiction or drive through comics or drive through RPG link. Buy a lot of stuff on there, and then click on our Amazon link. Um, buy whatever you want on there. I prefer it if you buy like my book or Steph's book, but you can buy anything you want. And so, word, yeah, <laughs> buy them books. We need that money. Um, <laughs> so yeah, go on, you know, do our Amazon link, buy some stuff on there, um, and then while you're like, you know, hanging out, clicking on stuff at home, uh, you might be like, you know. I could really use some new fashion, some like super fashionable fashion, and nothing could be more fashionable <laughs> than a, uh, a history t-shirt. So then uh, go on to historytees.com, use the promo code SOH16, and buy yourself a sweet history tee. They have everything on there. They have Versa uh, and Getrix, they have like Genghis Khan, they got all kinds of people. Caligula. You know, Caligula. Anything All super, in super fashionable. Yes. Super fashionable. With his bang fashion. boats. Yeah. <laughs> bang boats. Um, so, yeah, go on there. Buy the, the stuff from there. When you're done listening to our show, um, before you start listening to some books and whatnot, uh, go on to iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere you listen to podcasts and 
check out We Need to Talk by Meter and Pepin. It's really awesome. Pippin. Really, Pippin. Ding. Damn it. <laughs> so close. No. Pippin liked the play. Yeah. yeah. Or Scotty. <laughs> yeah, Scotty yes. Pippin. Remember, he's related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pepin so yeah. equals a, ni- a new shot. Yeah. Pepin, yeah. Um, I'll do one later. So, <laughs> she's running out long enough. Uh, but yeah, yeah, go. we need to wrap it up before I pee my pants. Yeah. Um. So this yeah, is like the pee warning. <laughs> yeah. I had a, like a light that I could flash in your face. Wait, can I go before you? Just be like I can a bathroom and get it done real quick. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. If cool. you have to pee that bad, yes. I gotta go. Wait. I was yeah, Tony down. left. Damn. <laughs> He's I was too. totally looking Tony. down, didn't even see him leave. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, yeah, check out their show. It's really good. Hashtag Smart Comedy. And if you like our opening music stuff, then check out Pippin. He's on SoundCloud and stuff. Look up Nate Pippin, and he's on there. Um, and that's everything I got. Everyone, let's go pee. <laughs> <laughs> Run pee. And so for Shot of History. So until next time, <laughs> I'm Trico. I'm Stephanie. I'm Big Dev. Tony's not here. I'm Jeannie. I'm Cal. We're all going piss. <laughs> what up, though? <laughs> oh my God. Like- Holy